Straw Hut Media. Grey's Anatomy and its creator Shonda Rhimes have been famously progressive and queer-friendly since the very beginning. Since then, the show has addressed issues of sexism, racism, undocumented citizens, access to healthcare, bisexuality, trans relationships, marriage equality, Black Lives Matter, and even Don't Ask, Don't Tell, just to name a few. Two characters, Callie Torres and Arizona Robbins, both wore white wedding dresses when they got married during season seven in 2010. Dr. Nico Kim, played by Alex Landy, was the series' first openly gay male surgeon. The best part about Grey's Anatomy First is that now that we're in season 15, we need more and more qualifiers. One thing Grey's Anatomy had never done was a gay sex scene between two men. Until, of course, the season 15 finale when our guest today, Jake Borelli, had his super steamy sex scene with Dr. Nico Kim. I'm Levi Chambers, and this is Pride. I'm Jake Borelli. Uh, I'm an actor on Grey's Anatomy. I play Dr. Levi Schmidt. Grey's Anatomy is now in its 16th season, making it the longest-running primetime medical drama in history, with 356 episodes and counting. That's almost one episode for every day of the year. Jake Borelli, after being cast in his role as Dr. Levi Schmidt in 2017, had a lot of catching up to do. I remember when I binged it in a year, I, I tweeted about it because I was so proud of myself. You know, it took me 365 days to watch all the episodes. And I had these like teenagers being like, that's nothing. I watched the whole thing in two months. Before Jake spent those hundreds of hours watching the show that would change his life, he had sold everything he owned and left LA for New York. A couple of months later, he sent in a self-tape for a role on Grey's Anatomy with no expectations. The show was so famous that it seemed out of reach. So he sent it in and promptly forgot about it. Two weeks later, he got a call from his agent at 9.30 p.m. They wanted to see him on set in L.A. the next day at 10 a.m. So he caught a red eye, made it to set in time, and began his role as the medical intern Levi Schmidt. Originally, the role was supposed to be for one or two episodes. Jake's character started as comedic relief. He was a klutz who accidentally drops his glasses inside a patient during an operation, earning him the nickname Glasses. But the writers and the fans of the show loved him so much that he ended up coming back again and again until finally becoming a series regular. He's now in his third season on Grey's Anatomy, and his character, Dr. Levi Schmidt, came out the same night he did. Well, not exactly. Jake was out to his family and friends, but he wasn't out professionally. In the last, like, six years, I, I was in the, in the mindset of, if someone asks me, yes, for sure I'm gay. I'm not, I, and I've never lied about it, even, even when I was in the closet. I just didn't talk about it. It's something we hear a lot from queer actors. There's a fear that letting agents, directors, and even fans know they're gay will end up limiting their opportunities, or worse, cost them their career. And that was on his mind when he first came out to himself in the eighth grade. Even at that young age, I knew that I wanted to be an actor. But there was a lot of, um, you know, sort of uh, things that I was learning through society and through entertainment that 
caused me at that young age to think you couldn't be an actor and be out and proud. As a kid, Jake says his favorite movie was Finding Nemo. And as a result, he heard the public coming out story of Ellen DeGeneres, but only in bits and pieces. And the only thing that my little mind sort of stuck on was that she had a network television show. And when she came out, it got taken away from her. And I think little things like that sort of the my younger version took to heart. And I decided in eighth grade that I wasn't going to come out to anybody. Finally, at the end of high school, Jake came out to his best friend, Laura, the same friend who helped him craft his coming out post on Instagram a decade later. But we'll get to that in a minute. After high school, he packed up and moved to L.A. to pursue a career in acting. And pretty much after two months of being here, I uh, I had a little bit of a panic attack and flew back to Ohio immediately and told my parents and came out to my family. And, and uh, at that point, you know, 18, 19 is when I started coming out to all of my friends. I think I knew that my family would be completely okay with it. Um, uh, my parents, you know, they, they're super accepting of people of all different types. Um, my aunt is a lesbian, so I was, uh, you know, I, I knew about queer people when I was young. Um, and I didn't think that they were going to have any personal issues with it. Um, the issue came when I, you know, was dreaming of something a little bit bigger than what I had then and, and never truly believed that it was possible because I was queer. Uh, and that was sort of my main, uh, the main issue that I ran into about uh, whether I should come out or not. Throughout his earlier days on Grey's Anatomy, Jake had absolutely no idea that Dr. Levi Schmidt would eventually come out as gay. After all, his character had slept with a woman on the show. Then the showrunner, Krista Vernoff, approached Jake with a new storyline. And basically pitched this idea that my character would come out of the closet, that this was a story she wanted to tell, and that uh, she really wanted to tell it through my character and through me as an actor. And uh, she just wanted to run it by me before she started writing it. I said, uh, this is kind of my thought process here. I've been afraid of being publicly out in this industry for the last 15 years of my life. And I could not play this role and be in the closet. I just couldn't do it. Jake says that he knew that his new character arc would make his work on Grey's Anatomy mean a lot more to himself and to his fans. But he just wasn't sure if he was ready to merge his personal and professional lives in that way. And so she said, you know, take the week, let me know what you think. And I called my parents immediately, right after I hung up the phone. And we talked about it, and my dad said something amazing. Um, you know, after talking a little bit about his own life, he said, sometimes when you speak truth to something that scares you, it all of a sudden is no longer as scary as you thought it was. And I knew immediately that I had to do it. And I called my boss back literally like 35 minutes later. And she's like, I said, take the week. I was like, I don't care. I'm, I'm, let's do it. Let's do this thing together. Let's, let's go for it. Once they decided they were definitely going to tell that story they next had to figure out what kind of story they were going to tell. You know, back when I was a kid, when I was afraid about coming out and when I saw countless stories about queer people in the media that were sort of wrapped around shame and the fear of coming out and being disowned and going through trauma, 
it were it was those things despite having a family that I knew would support me it was those things that terrified me and so I said if we're going to do this I I I want to see finally a story about coming out that is uh surrounded by pride um that doesn't lean into shame that could be a story about empowering a person as opposed to um you know just like <laughs> tearing them down and so the writers on the show crafted a story in which Dr. Levi Schmidt really comes into his own as a result of coming out. Krista Vernoff said she was partially inspired by a friend she knew in college who was clumsy and awkward until he came out. Once he came out, he found his confidence. So she wanted to write some version of that story for Dr. Levi Schmidt. And they even invited Jake into the writer's room so he could add his own perspective. I got to talk with them a bunch about... Uh, you know, if I wanted my own experiences, which I did, and also things that I hoped, you know, she, a lot of times she'll ask us, like, what are your hopes and dreams for your character? What do you, what do you want to see them do? Um, and we really, you know, talked back and forth about um, stories that I hadn't seen um, about queer people, um, stories that I would want to see, stories that I wouldn't want to see. And it was, um, you know, she's she's really been great about hearing us out and then using some of that and some of her own life experience to to build these amazing storylines that are, you know, rooted in 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 truth. Two months passed between the initial pitch from the showrunner and the airing of the episode. And during that time, Jake was anxiously awaiting the moment when he and Dr. Levi Schmidt would make their move. Oh, it was nuts. Because I knew I was going to do it then because I wanted to talk about it even sooner because I, you know, the, the first like five episodes were, it was sort of teasing a will they, won't they in terms of are, are they attracted to each other or is this just this weird like flirting? Is Levi getting it wrong? What's going on? And so we didn't really even know if Levi was gay at that point or if he was just confused or what was going on. So I, I couldn't really talk about it, but I was getting all of these, you know, just like a, a flood of support from queer people and not queer people all around the world just saying like how excited they were that this could be a possibility. And I, I just from those comments, I was so excited and so warmed by uh, even just like a little bit of the reception I was getting. So in November 2018, during the 15th season of Grey's Anatomy, as his character came out on screen, Jake came out publicly with an Instagram post. The responses flooded in. It was nuts. And I remember the next day I sat uh, down on sort of like in my friend's yard, basically, and I read them all. Uh, it took me like six hours, but I read every single one of those comments. And one of the comments was from um, this like 13-year-old kid, basically, thanking me for this storyline, but not for themselves, because they thought it was already kind of too late, that they already had come out to themselves, they had come out to people, but they were thanking the generation. They, they, they were being thankful for the generation that's coming after them. And I'm like, this is a 13-year-old kid who already has the mindset that they're paying it forward to to the kids who are coming after them. And they said, if if I had known that there was someone out there like me when I was younger, it would have helped me so much. And this was such a young person. And I'm like, it, it was massive to me because it really sort of solidified um, 
this desire in me to to do this for the next generation. It's not for us. It's for them. The show was filming the night that episode aired. So he sat in his trailer on set and worked out what he was going to say. And so I was sitting there alone and I had written the message out that I wanted everybody to hear. And I sent it to my best friend, Laura, from high school. She helped me edit it a little bit. And uh, it was just sort of one of those like now or never moments. And I just clicked send and yeah, it literally like blew up. I, yeah, I was like talking to my friends that night and it like started just like comments started flooding in and I think it got picked up by like everyone. Yeah. By like 60 different like business publications. And I was just like, Oh God, what's going on? What's going on? And I was like immediately terrified and also super excited at the same time. And it just, it never stopped. And people, um, I think people are just as affected by the storyline as I was. And it's, you know, he's a, he's a beautiful character. I found a quote from Jake where he said, what's important to remember is that a person coming out is not something you do just once. Coming out is a constant relationship you have with yourself and with the people in your life. Oh yeah, okay, I say great. that a lot. Perfect. It's like a daily. <laughs> say it all the time. That's what I just my, because I believe it. So I, I I talk about it to, you know, a lot of times when I'm coming out to people that aren't queer, they just don't understand. And so I have to. I feel like tell them that. And even in my own life, you know, the the my biggest coming out was coming out to myself in eighth grade, and like I told you, I sat with that for years, and. And then it's like it's funny, like like when you ask what what was your coming out story, I I feel like I have thirty of them that I could tell you that were all very meaningful, um, sort of chapters in my coming out process. And it's not just like a one thing, you know. There, I'm gonna come out a hundred times this year to different people, um, and I just think it's important to remember. And I also feel like it takes a little bit of the pressure off of every individual coming out, too. Do you still feel like you are constantly coming out now that one you are? famous especially in the Grey's Anatomy fandom right like do you still feel like you have to come out that you did it publicly you're out to your family out to your friends is it still something that you're constantly doing I th it, yeah I think if you're a fan of the show you probably know that I'm gay but honestly a lot of people still are surprised they're like you're you play a gay person but we didn't necessarily assume you were gay um so that happens and I also I you know I just I feel like I'm I, I meet a lot of people out there that don't know who I am too. And I, I think you're always gonna have to come out. And it's, you know, an, another part of that, uh, the coming out process is like each individual interaction I feel takes a different amount of uh, effort, I feel like in terms of coming out. Like some people I will literally say, hi, I'm Jake, I'm gay. And other times I'll say like, hey, that guy's hot, isn't he? And then that's another way of coming out, you know? And, and, and like, I feel like each ind individual interaction takes, a, you know, a little bit more, you, you need to put a little bit more stock in it. When we come back, sex in an ambulance and Jake's new rom-com. Welcome back. Today we're talking to Jake Borelli, who plays Dr. Levi Schmidt on Grey's Anatomy. 
Before the break, Jake took us through his character's coming out story and how it paralleled his own. That on-screen revelation led to another first for Grey's Anatomy, the first gay sex scene between two men. And they did not hold back. I tell you, I, I, I'll i get pulled, you know, on the street. I'll get, like, stopped a lot. And more often than not, it's people wanting to talk about the ambulance scene is what they call it. Because, yes, I Levi lost his virginity in an ambulance in the middle of a windstorm. And it was, you know, just like the perfect Shondaland drama, you know. The episode was directed by one of the series regulars, Kevin McKidd, who plays Dr. Owen Hunt. And the sex scene took place in an ambulance. Not a real one, but a TV ambulance. It's called a buck. It's like uh, just the, it's the opposite of the shell of an ambulance. It's like just the insides. The day before shooting, they went through and rehearsed the scene. Just Jake, Kevin McKidd, and Adam Landy, who plays his on-screen boyfriend, Nico. It was so crazy because I've done, you know, I've had like makeout scenes with girls and I've had like, you know, fooling around scenes with them and I don't, I don't really know how to touch a girl. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I, I usually ask the girl like, what, what? What will look natural? Or I lean on the director where in this moment I was just like, you guys, this is what it's got to be. He sits down. I get on top. This is what's going to go. And it was just like, it felt so freeing to finally get to play a queer person. It like it. You're like, I got this. Yeah. Not that it was like easy, but it was so much easier. You know what I mean? It was great. And we had a blast. You kissed me. And I felt the opposite of shame. For the first time, it felt like I was holding the sun sword, and I know. So it was a fun scene to shoot. <laughs> oh, yeah. And also, you know, it's like the windstorm, right? So you have four just, like, strapping grips on either corner of this buck, just, like, wiggling it to make it look like it's the rocking in the wind. Yeah. I was like, oh, these poor guys. I, like, I remember thanking them. I was like, sorry, guys, but, like, thank you for making this look, like, natural. <laughs> So, did you? How long did it take to shoot? Oh, a few hours. I mean, it was we, we were in the middle of our. So we have these two massive stages that are all hospital, and in the middle is what we call the called the breezeway, which is where all the ambulances come in and drop off patients, and it's technically outside. And so they had all these massive fans out in the breezeway, and just like blowing wind and debris everywhere. And we were there all day long shooting like, a, you know, I saved Nico's life. I'm like crawling like a, you know, like a, a superhero kind of. And so that took all day. But yeah, the, the sex scene was, uh, <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> Could you relate to Levi in the moment when you're just like, I have to have this person right now in the windstorm. I don't care if <laughs> trees are blowing in like, this is the moment. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you. I, I've I've been overcome by feelings once or twice in my life, for sure. Okay. So was your first time then as exciting as a windstorm in an oh, ambulance? Oh, my first time? No, absolutely not. My first time was so awkward. And like, literally, no one teaches gay people how to do gay things. And so you're like... None of neither of us knew what was going on or how to do anything. It just didn't work. So we were like, let's uh, let's watch a movie. So I, we like cooked pizza and watched a movie. We ended up choosing The Normal Heart, which is like the worst movie to play. You know, after you're like hook up with someone. So it was not a great experience. It wasn't the ambulance oh. experience by any means. Ugh. Great, great movie though. But I don't know. Matt Bomer always makes me cry. <laughs> yeah. it's the worst. The shower scene. You're like, Ugh. I can't do it. Not a good. Not a good like romantic movie. No. Yeah, it really killed the mood but how old were you oh gosh oh, the normal, i don't even want to say the normal heart when was it? 
I was 22. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, late bloomer. Just like Levi. Yeah. Now that Jake is publicly out, he says the thought of being cast in queer roles doesn't scare him anymore. In fact, it's it's made me 10 times more excited about playing queer. And coming out publicly, it's given me the ability to be myself wholeheartedly at work and not at work. And I don't feel like I need to hide at all anymore. And I'm, I, I have better relationships with people at work because of it, because I'm truly myself. And I don't, I'm not looking over my shoulder all the time to see if, you know, I'm going to be found out. Um, it's honestly, I got to a point in my life where, where the fear that, you know, X, Y, and Z might happen with my career. If I came out, it, it didn't outweigh my like freedom anymore. I really just needed to come out for myself also. And I'm you know, like 300 times happier <laughs> after. So, you know, uh, I, 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 did, I went to a talk back at the LGBT center and uh, Lauren Morelli, who is the showrunner of, uh, you know, she, she uh, show ran uh, Orange is the New Black and she does Tales of the City now. She got asked this question too about would you do you, do you ever feel now that you're pigeonholed in telling queer stories? And she had the best response ever where she said, so what if I am? Honestly, I would love to tell queer stories for the rest of my life. There are a million queer stories to tell. And I I feel like I've adopted what she said because I, I would love to play more and more queer characters and different types of queer characters along with straight people. That wish was granted when he was cast in the brand new freeform movie, The Thing About Harry, which premiered just last weekend, the day after Valentine's Day. The quick pitch is it's uh, when Harry met Sally for a queer generation. When the offer came in for the movie, I was like, wait, what? I, you know, because I was still in the mindset of like, oh my gosh, this might, Levi Schmidt might be my role. This might be it. I might never work again. And then I get offered this movie and I, by Peter Page. And then I start reading the movie and it's like the exact movie that I would have wanted to see when I was younger. And it is not about shame. It's a, also about pride and it's about love and it's about growing up as a queer person, uh, you know, a queer young professional in Chicago. And it's about trying to find love, trying to hold on to love once you find it. And it is right in that pocket of all these other rom-coms that we see. It's um, it's light, it's funny, you're gonna cry, but you're gonna you're gonna feel really heartwarmed by it too. And the fact that it's backed by Disney, I think is massive. I the fact that it's gonna be coming out on freeform to a younger demographic, to people that I think are craving these types of stories and to people who these types of stories will affect immensely, I think is so important. The Thing About Harry is written and directed by Peter Page, who created the freeform shows The Fosters and Good Trouble, and also starred in the early aughts Showtime series Queer as Folk. Jake says Peter Page is an inspiration to work with. He is a gay man who has been out for a long time, and he is killing it. He is out there making content. Um, and it's not even just queer content. He's making content across the board and he really has a voice in the room. You know, seeing him from afar, 
it gave me hope that that was something, but it still felt elusive. And uh, getting to work with him, you know, for a month, two months, we shot in Chicago. So we were, you know, sort of out at like winter camp, I like to call it because it was freezing. Um, but I got to see him work every day and I got to see the effect that he had on telling this story. And, um, you know, you got to see a queer story being told by queer people. Um, and there was something so authentic about that. And it almost felt like we couldn't do anything wrong. We couldn't say anything wrong because we were queer. So anything we said was queer. And like the, it, it, it just felt um, magical. And it gave me hope that that was something that I could do, that I could follow in his footsteps or do something similar to what he's doing and have that effect on a much larger group of people. In contrast to Queer as Folk, the thing about Harry is accessible to a much younger audience. Queer as Folk was a great show, but it was still showtime, meaning lots of sex, nudity, swearing, you name it. Now that Peter Page is creating for Disney, the content has to be a bit more subdued. As a result, the thing about Harry can function as a true mainstream rom-com. You know, queer people had sort of been... <laughs> pushed to like the best friend role always in rom-coms or like the guy that helps her shop for a wedding dress or, you know, someone who like maybe has sex, but we don't really know. Maybe he doesn't, you know, it's like, it's always the side role in rom-coms. And this movie is a classic rom-com through and through, and it doesn't pretend to be anything else. And the fact that the, the queer people are not the side characters, that they're the main characters, I think is massive. And it's not something that we've seen before. So we talked about how like all the young people react to like, oh my gosh, this is so great coming out, sex in the ambulance. <laughs> how did your grandparents react to your sex scene in the ambulance? <laughs> you know, to be honest, uh, my, my dad's parents, they're unfortunately gone at this point, but I know they would have loved it. They would have been so supportive. And I, th I think at this point, you know, my grandma watches for sure, but I don't think she quite understands what's going on. Um, but she watches and she watches every week and she tells her friends about it. And, uh, you know, when I when I come home, you know, she she knows me as the grandson that's on TV. So she knows <laughs> she hasn't really voiced her opinion, really. But did your mom she have still watches? I mean, my mom loves it. My oh, mom, she does. Yeah, my she mom's like, a hair. That ambulance. <laughs> my mom's a hairdresser. And so she's always, you know, know at the at the hair shop with her friends and they all watch and they love it i i went in and and it was so funny i had this like like meet and greet with all of the shop ladies and their daughters and stuff <laughs> and like signed like photos and i'm like you guys i literally grew up with you you like cut my hair i'd like you know me what's going on but they love it like <laughs> power of grace Every, everyone's on board the Thing About Harry premiered on February 15th. You can stream it now on Hulu and Disney's Freeform. You can catch Jake as Dr. Levi Schmidt on Grey's Anatomy, which is in its 16th season. And you can follow him on Instagram. That's kind of the best way. I'm on there all the time. I read all the comments at jake.borelli. Thanks for listening. 
Pride is a production of Straw Hut Media. If you like the show, leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're tuning in from. Share us with your friends, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Pride. You can follow me at Levi Chambers. Pride is produced by me, Maggie Bowles, and Ryan Tillotson. Edited by Sebastian Alcala. Today I was getting my hair cut, right? And I was telling her that I was coming to talk to you. And she goes, oh, I love Grey's. And she's telling me about it. And she was like, yeah, I was in seventh grade when I started watching it. And I was like, eh, yeah. Where are you? When it came out, okay. you're going to hate this. When it came out, I was too young to watch it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no.